Shumai, Achlois Oiskos, Podlediad Consortium Knobach the Day. And a Podlediad Hun, but the Hinklawed, a Trouble Day Third Duidara and Bob Math of Bethe Aresk. Hello and welcome to SCOS, the Central South Consortium podcast. In this podcast, we'll bring you the very latest discussions on all things education. Hello and welcome to SCOS, the podcast series from Central South Consortium. My name is Sarah Summers and I am the Area Lead for Digital Learning. In this podcast, I am joined by Rebecca Coombs, the assistant head teacher at Rabina Primary School and the leader of cross-curricular digital skills. In this episode, we are going to talk about how the school has developed a process for implementing and embedding cross-curricular digital skills across their school. So should we start at the very beginning then? Um, is it true that like many other schools, it was the COVID pandemic that instigated the move towards the greater use of digital provision at your school? Oh, without a doubt. Um, we went into COVID um, on the brink of starting to use Google Classroom as our main way of delivering online lessons before we even knew the pandemic was going to hit. And when we suddenly had to provide online learning with COVID, we had uh, nursery and reception using the school website to upload work. We had year one and year two using Hub, and we had Key Stage two using Google Classroom. Now, bearing in mind the teachers in Key Stage two had just had a few months to get their head around Google Classroom. It wasn't fully embedded in the school at the time. And we were asking them to go 24-7 online learning. This is what you're using. Wow. Obviously, we weren't seeing each other face to face either to give each other yeah. support. So at the very start of the pandemic, we were running three platforms for online learning. In such a large school, we had the problem of how do you maintain consistency? We've got siblings in different year groups. So we had parents potentially working on three different platforms at home as well, and three different methods of communication. And at the very start of lockdown, we didn't have a method of giving verbal feedback. Everything was typed, even for our lower age children it was written written feedback and written messages so a couple of weeks in we decided it wasn't working we weren't finding it very easy to share tasks between year groups uh, we key stage two were in a better state because obviously they can reuse assignments and we could see each other's google classrooms but nursery to year two was struggling a little bit with availability the ease of resources it was very much put a pdf up and if the parents have got a printer you're on a winner and if yeah. not that it's a scrap piece of paper which kind of undermined everything we were doing yeah yeah so we had to rapidly rethink what we were doing and um the first thing we did was introduce um, audio feedback. 
So we started on Purple Mash, giving audio feedback to the pupils. Right. We right. introduced Moat as one of the apps for um, verbal feedback higher up the school. And Hub obviously has the option to record a message to the children. We made our own stickers um, for to give electronic point systems at home. So Hub would have a feedback uh, where we could give written feedback and then we'd allocate our own stickers and point system. Yeah. That was okay until we realized that staff need training on it. And we're currently not doing face-to-face -face teaching and we're currently not seeing staff. Um, so our whole approach to digital learning impacted on inset sessions, CPD, upskilling the staff. Yeah. Um, so we offered at the start, now we would call it hybrid learning for the staff. So we offered online sessions. We offered staff who were very confident at ICT. Here's the instructions if you want to upskill yourself. And then we had drop in sessions, um, limited numbers on site, social distanced at the time, which seems like such a long time ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. To have that security blanket of introducing something new. Um, that then obviously we're a very large school we had to filter down to the TAs as well um, so we had a couple of weeks where staff were trialing it it was emailing and teams and google meets of how to solve all the problems um, but we did it a step at the time so that we were still on three platforms but we had verbal feedback now and the children were upskilled via their platform to be able to leave voice notes for us. While all this was going on, we're very aware we've got to upskill the parents as well. And our technology, as once they're getting their head around one thing, we're trying to move it on at the same time. Yeah. So we produced our parents' guides and put them on the website and messaged the parents to let them know where they were. At the time, we had an IT manager who was amazing at helping us with the technical side of things and then we decided we couldn't go into a second lockdown in the same way and we just decided we would take the whole school onto Google Classroom. It was faster than we'd anticipated because of the lockdown Yeah. and quite intimidating for some members of staff who thought it would be a key stage two development and would have a bit of time to get their head around it. So we used the expertise of key stage two who'd run with it for a while and upskilled nursery to year two. Uh, we had some twilight sessions, we had drop-in sessions through the day and when we went back to online learning and distance learning the whole school was on one platform which has stayed and now it's like it's never been here never been away um we use it every day um we started with a continuum of learning in lockdown and we had a rationale of what we would teach through the week um, including Google, Google Meets, which were scheduled for well-being. And while we haven't necessarily stuck to 
five maths lessons, five literacy, two Google meters rigidly now we're back on site. We use the Google meets between year groups for team teaching, whether it's Welsh or a science introduction. And we can now we've got the facility for Google meets with external providers if we're doing a St. Fagans webinar or we've got a code along we've got that facility up and running and the staff are really confident with it. Google Classroom is now our only platform. The school website has become just the information portal. Right. And Google Classroom is our now where we set our assignments, where we post our help in at home information, yeah. where we all the tasks, all of our resources are posted for the year group. And the feedback from the parents has been partly relief because it's only <laughs> one place. On the language of, I need my hub password. I'm going into my Google Classroom. I'm handing in my assignment. That's very much embedded across the school now. Um, it's nice to say it just happens. It's yeah. taken a while to get everybody to the same comfort level including the TAs because they have their responsibility of setting assignments for differentiated groups but it hands on heart it does it does it it just works <laughs> um, yeah. it's always evolving there's always updates we're currently looking at practice sets and how they can be used um, and staff are quite happy now we have a staff um, skills audit that we do at pinch points through the year to make sure staff are where we think they are yeah uh, we don't want to assume anything and get it wrong and miss chances to upskill staff and SMT are always looking for ways to move it on so externally it looks like it's very static and it's yeah everybody doing the same thing but actually behind the scenes there's always a group of us sort of looking at what's next and, and how do we move it on now how do we make it even more engaging we're making sure at the moment that it does actually develop what we're doing in school not just setting an assignment for the sake of it does it extend their learning does it challenge them and making sure that it's it gives the children the opportunity for the flipped learning rather than setting an assignment at the end of a session as a follow up task. Yes. It's particularly the older children who are so good at collaborating yes, and doing yes. their research in advance of sessions rather than. Oh, for example, we did science. I'll set you a science follow up. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. We use it to flip the learning and actually direct them to do their own people voice research really interesting there's lots of things from what you've said there that's really really struck me um you know first of all it's the amount of um reflection that that you've done as a school very yeah. much reflecting on that process that you know first of all you've got different platforms um, and reflecting on how are they working, how are they working for our learners, our staff, mm -hmm. but also 
for the parents, which is so important as well, isn't it? You know, it's that whole community and that culture of your school. And from what you've said, it's that reflection seems to be the ongoing part of the process Always. that's evolving all the time. So that really struck me as something that that seems to be helping the effectiveness of your approach. And also, I think the two other things that struck me as being really beneficial is um, the amount of time you've invested to support staff development, but all staff, you know, from like leaders to teachers to teaching oh, assistants. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody's got a part to play in this. Um, we are very keen to ensure that the TAs have the same training as the teaching staff yeah um, and that includes the intervention team and part-time workers they're timetabled in on the days they're on site yeah, so they yeah. come to their own set of training no we um we introduced screencastify um during lockdown to start giving um video instructions we decided we weren't going to do live lessons right um, after discussing it with the staff um so we had a rationale of when we'd be online the staff had timetables for google meets that the parents were messaged about but we wanted to ensure that level of contact um so they could hear our voice and you know they could see us twice a week and then feel like they were having an instruction from us not just reading it um, so some of the staff um quite rightly said they didn't want to be seen on screen others were very comfortable being seen on screen I think bearing in mind this was back when teams wasn't as yeah you know, widely used and google meet was still brand new um so we used screencastify and we decided we would have a certain number of video lessons recorded and uploaded every week now staff could decide how to manage their workload they might want to record them all in one day and then schedule them to be released through the week or they could sort of do it ad hoc whatever suited them as long as they hit the criteria for a certain number of videos and automatically the staff said oh I'm happy with the maths ones give that all to me so each year group sort of split into their specialist areas and we've continued with that. We have now a bank of video lessons for introducing math skills, specific parts of literacy. And we keep it on the Google Drive for staff. And we've got a bank that builds up over the year. And we're still building on it now, whether it's somebody screen recording how to make a picture on Purple Mash. And it's that has continued. So nothing has disappeared we've streamlined some things we might not use everything all the time but the tools are still there and they're automatically reached for now the confidence levels there but like you said the reflection and using all the staff the TAs we didn't want to put the pressure on them of recording a lesson introduction because a lot of the time we didn't see them they were running hubs or online learning with us from yeah. their living room um so they recorded how-to videos 
and story time videos and singing videos. Uh, we had TAs teaching children how to draw. They recorded a little video, how to do juggling tricks and yeah. singing time. So a lot of well-being from the TAs on those videos. And we use them in class. We've got them on the website. Yeah. So everybody is a part of this. Yes. And I think it's important that we are open to receiving the feedback from staff whether it's you're moving too fast I can't keep up with you yeah. or I've done all of this and it still won't work yeah. or you know can we you've given us loads of great ideas but we've missed a trick with this and empowering the staff to take responsibility but have the confidence to do their own research so if yeah. they come to us with something they know it will be considered if we can't use it we've given them a valid reason it might be a yes but not now or it's just not quite right let's go and find something else so we're in a cycle now where we have everything we use during lockdown embedded and we're still introducing new apps we're still introducing the coding we're still introducing new e-safety things so it's a it is, like you said, a constant reflection and yes. a constant improvement. But it's also meant that everybody's using the same vocabulary, the same approach to everything. It's tied up with behind the scenes curriculum mapping now, which is much tighter. Obviously, during lockdown, we were trying to get it all out yes, and move yes. things on. But it is, it's very much a whole school improvement in this area. And coming to your, you're saying, you know, your, your curriculum mapping and thinking about the new curriculum for Wales. And, and as a school, I know you've done a lot of work on your curriculum design work. And in regards to this cross curricular scale of digital weaving its way through all the different AOLEs and, you know, the whole, um, curriculum as we think about it not just in a lesson but everything that we do that everything that we encompass that we do for our learners and everybody in the school being part of that from the very top down um you know how do you manage that then um how do, how do you know that you are ma you're, you're meeting the mandatory skills for digital skills how do you know that um, through your curriculum design that your learners are receiving everything that they need to um, for cross-curricular digital skills. And it's vast. It's, it's huge <laughs> when you start unravelling it. Um, hand on heart, it starts, it starts from the school vision. You right. have to know where you want to go, how you see this playing out, what would you expect if you walked into a lesson and a lot of the staff reflected and in simple terms, they were, well, it, it's just happening. It's yeah. just in the court. It's just going on. Everybody's independent. But how do you get to that stage when yes, yeah. we've got our long term plans, our medium term plans, our short term planning? But then you've also got to look at DCF skills, science and technology skills. Yeah. You've got links with the RSE curriculum yes. there's links with the integral skills yeah. we've got all the stakeholders to consider and the one thing it takes is time 
it takes time and a lot of time to talk and reflect and pull it all apart. You need a few members of staff in a breakout group who can always be that one step ahead, whether yeah. it's a skill in themselves or having extra time to pull the documents apart. We broke it down by starting with the DCF tracker. And that was our, one of our main drivers for raising the standards. Um, a lot of the strands, when we reflected on it, we were hitting them. But yeah. there were things in the DCF tracker, for example, waterproofing, uh, not waterproofing, watermarking is something that we hadn't come across before. So we've got a DCF tracker that is broken down. We can track every AOLE that's covered and by year group on our DCF tracker. And each year group has a DCF tracker where they can see every progression stage. So they might be hitting the statements for their progression stage, but they progression step two can see progression step one. And yeah. progression step two can see progression step three. So if we need to differentiate within a year group, we can and yeah. we've mapped the differentiation straight away. My job then behind the scenes is to make sure that aligns with the long term plan and the medium term plan and the short term plan, not just, yes, but we've ticked, ticked the box yeah. to keep you quiet and make sure <laughs> it's there. Yeah. And then every half term that's reviewed to make sure the coverage is there and we meet with staff, they see the results. And we've decided that over the progression step, the statements can be hit once, they can be hit three times, as long as they're hit with that within that progression yeah. step. So the staff can see through the year at several pinch points, we're light on this statement. Yeah. We haven't hit this statement. Oh, I, you know, in times of reflection, and say, oh, I thought we would have hit that one. That's really easy. Yeah. yeah. But that's it's very much a working document. Yeah. It's on a shared drive. So the collaboration between staff, once it's done, it's up to date. It's something they can go into in their PPA. And it's something that we have designated in set time to update. From that, then I've worked with the RSE team to make sure that the online safety element matches with what they want in their trackers. Yeah. And we've gone back to year groups again to fit that in. And then we broke it down and went to the statements of what matters, particularly six with coding. And we've now got a coding plan through the school where we have fortunately spent a lot of money on resources. Again, a staff confidence level. This has taken time. Mm -hmm. And we have allocated about eight inset sessions and an inset day and TA training to this. And we've introduced it through very practical where the have a carousel of all the coding resources to work their way through. And for the first couple of weeks, we didn't touch a piece of paper. We just played and all the staff got used to the vocabulary and all the new resources. And then halfway through, we started to look at the paperwork. 
how do all these things we've got in school fit in with what matters six? And in old money with the programmable toys, we were hitting quite a lot. Yeah. But with new curriculum, were we doing the right things? Were we just putting them out in continuous enhanced provision and playing without a challenge? Or were we actually raising our game, upskilling ourselves to be able to upskill the children to yeah. hand on heart say we're hitting all of these strands? So, again, the constant reflection comes in. We've had a lot of insets where we've broken out into progression steps. Progression step three have specifically taken on micro bits, for example. Right. But now we've got a lot of cross progression step working where nursery and reception are using M tinies to code, but year five want to use the same resources yeah. for debugging. But everybody's had the same opportunity to learn about them and then go back to their long term maps and cross reference that with the coding plan. So at any point, we know which resources are used in which year group and what yeah. they're using them for. And I think that's a nice example that you've given there about nursery and reception are using the same tool or resource or piece of kit as year five pupils, because actually it shows, doesn't it, that you're thinking about your concept, you're thinking about the learning that's coming first, you're not thinking about that activity or that piece of kit first no. because if you're thinking about the learning that comes first then it doesn't matter what piece of kit you're using and what the mm. activity is as your vehicle for that learning it can be something that is for you know pupils of all ages as long as you are ensuring that that learning is 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 moving on is progressing Absolutely. so that's really important isn't it for for everybody to know and it sounds like you've you've really unpicked that by looking at those concepts in in those statements of what matter it's it's one of the biggest changes of mindset i would say not just resources or technology you know change yeah. of mindset where you take the ceiling off yeah. and you it's not for example bbots or spheros are only for a certain year group yeah they're, they're on the shelf they're bookable anybody who wants them can come and take them and use them yeah but we've had that time to talk round table discussions we're going to do this in year five what are you going to do in year six to move it on yeah. or is anybody plan the same activity okay well one of you've got to choose who's having it how will you move it on for the next year group we've got the spheros that are used in Year two at the moment, year six have had them, reception have had them, five have had them, and they're all doing slightly different things with the children. Yeah. yeah. But that's because we've put the time and the reflection and the discussion in first. Yeah. And then run with it afterwards. And and reflecting on your learners, how have you seen your 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 pupils develop and change since you've you've used your approach you know it seems you know thinking about covid seems like such a long time ago now doesn't it even though it's yeah. just been those few years but you know over that 
period of time, how have your learners changed and developed? Have you seen change in their confidence, their competencies? Oh, absolutely. Um, the Chromebooks, we had a lot of iPads before lockdown and we had the Mac suite that we've got and the Windows suite and that was up and running and the learners were confident using it. The Chromebooks hadn't been with us that long <laughs> before we went into lockdown. And it was always approached with a little bit of dread, um, yeah. a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. Um, and coming out of it, it I don't know how we functioned without them. Um, they are so confident, so articulate when you ask them about their learning. I do regular listening to learnings about yeah. their technology yeah. work. And they bring their Chromebooks to the meetings because they want to log on and show me all their work. Um, you know, whether it's a history research they've done, collaborating in year four this afternoon. Some of them are working in the classroom and some of them are in the corridor working on a collaborative Google Sites you know, presentation. But they are so confident and it's the world they're growing up in. So they're not phased by it at all. Yeah, it is challenging to stay one step ahead of them. Um, because they are so used to technology being available to them, they don't bat an eyelid about it. They're fearless. Uh, we we are in the process of revising our e-safety tools and the resources we've got. And the, the teacher's response this week was, oh, the children will be better than me. They'll know what to do. If I get stuck, the children will help me. But that's so nice to see that they're comfortable to have a chat with their teachers yeah. no you click on here Mrs Coombs and you do this Mrs Coombs but they will automatically say can I go and get a Chromebook to do my research can I present this on a jam board so it's very much they're available to them they've yeah. got the choice and as staff we've been very careful not just to leave it to pupil voice days or pupil voice time it's there embedded in our differentiated activities. It's available for group work, continuous enhanced provision. And it's very natural now that they will choose to do a pit collage or they'll yeah. do a flip grid recording. It's, they have got the vocabulary and the tools that they can choose how to present their work now. And quite often they'll carry on at home and you know, coming in the morning, say, have you checked yeah. your Google Classroom? I've done a bit more on my assignment. <laughs> and they've just got such a passion for it. That's it's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. That's really good. That's really great. Have you um, you know, the barriers, I think you've you've talked a lot about the the time that you've invested into this. Have there been um any other barriers that you've encountered that have been really difficult for you to overcome? There was the logistic side of things with such yeah. a large number of staff, um, getting everybody on board. Um, first of all, being able to manage the numbers of staff meeting and upskilling everybody at the same time. Yeah. Um, confidence can be bit of a stumbling block yeah but we know our staff very well 
and quite often they just need to have 10 minutes to play with no one watching it can be quite intimidating if you're all together and you're not sure which button to press or you can't control your device sometimes it's much easier just to take yourself off and have a play on your own and and work it all out so it is staff awareness of how you approach things and then the skills audit has been it's been so beneficial just giving staff time to reflect and then offering the drop-in sessions as kind of counterbalance that with oh I've got somebody to go to if I'm unsure sometimes you just have to charge ahead and the support will follow behind you (laughs) Um, because it's just we're driving forward and we'll we'll help you along the way but I have to say we are so fortunate we've got a large number of teachers and teaching assistants and they have embraced this 100% it's really really exciting isn't it um yeah it's fab and and for those schools then that you know they're at the stage now where they're beginning to think about how are they going to implement their digital cross-curricular digital skills into their curriculum design work for their curriculum for wales what advice would you give to them you know thinking about the approach that you've taken what advice could you give them? There are times where we're still in the process of refining our topics, uh, you know, reflecting at the end of every half term, what went well. And there are times where we revert back to a huge piece of sugar paper and a pen and we draw it all out again (laughs) and we start from scratch and where does it all fit in? I would say familiarise yourself with the DCF you need to know what is expected for each progression step it's very easy to put technology in because the children will enjoy it or because it's fun but our responsibility is teaching and learning and challenging these children and moving their skills on yeah if you're not okay with the documentation you're never going to get the children to the expected levels. We started with the DCF and it was so valuable to pull it apart and have that dialogue. We've broken it down into AOLEs because I wanted to be able to see where it was being used. Yeah. So we could ensure hand on heart if we're saying we've got a broad and balanced approach to the curriculum, we actually have. It's in numeracy or it's in literacy. Oh, year four have got it in expressive arts this week. You need to know where the children have got to get to. Yeah. And where you can put those opportunities in. It's also not overthinking it and don't overcomplicate it. We're really good at making work for ourselves as a profession, you know, over ticking boxes and use an online tracker work smartly as a staff to collaborate on an online tracker so that everybody can see it no holes barred approached if it goes wrong it goes wrong hands up did it didn't work try something else and having that discussion to reflect the confidence to put your hand up if you 
don't know what you're doing or you want some extra support the dcf is easy to link everything together so start with that that's great thank you i think you, i think you've given some really valuable important messages there Thank you so much. Well, I must say I've really enjoyed talking with you this afternoon. Um, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of schools out there that's going to take a lot of valuable information away from your approach. And a big well done to you because you're doing great stuff. Thank you very much. So thank you. So um, yeah, big thank you to Rebecca from Rabina Primary School. Um, and please tune in to more of our episodes on SCURS and thank you very much. Diolch am rando ar y bennod hon o SCURS. Cofiwch yn dilyn ar Twitter a Facebook, tan ysgrifio i'n sianel YouTube, a mino yn cymunedau ar ein gwefan a darllen ein bulletin ysgolion athnosol am y newyddion diwedd araf. Thanks for listening to this episode of SCURS. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, join our online communities via our website and read our weekly school bulletin for the latest news. Bye for now.